just hasn't yielded any real clarity for me, but often leads inevitably to other people's rigid ideas about who God is. Do you know who you are? That is the most fundamental question to the spiritual quest. Spirituality is the awakening of your spiritual intelligence to discover, know, understand, and experience who you really are. Blackness and femininity seem almost objectionable in Western thought and tends to be distanced from any of our divine conceptualizations here. I now see why seeing God as a black woman is the most offensive, irreverent, and outrageous theological idea to our Western sensibilities. Rather ironically, the only way we can fully liberate ourselves from the tyranny of our own prejudice against blackness and femininity is to see God in the disposed and expressed as a despised. So, God, as a black woman, is actually a revolutionary theological idea of protest that frees anyone who would dare to consider its implications. Thank you for joining us in this episode. I'd like to start by saying this is the second part of a two-part series, so it would be best if you've not listened to the previous episode, go back and listen to that one first, and it's entitled Eleanor's Better Story, Part 1. Well, this is now Part 2, where we continue listening in to the conversation between myself and Eleanor, and I hope that you will find it encouraging, uplifting, and please feel free to let us know what you think about it. Thanks. That's just, wow. So you mentioned that something started, or at least if, if, if not started, like it, it really came to a head, um, you know, in, in Ghana, this deep sense of disconnection or feeling like, okay, I have a deep um, desire, a uh, spiritual uh, passion, but I feel like the organization in which um, mobilizes me or is 
uh, the, the construct and the structure around which this this passion is is um, you know, f finds itself encapsulated. I'm I'm feeling like something something isn't isn't right. So walk us through then what then um, happened for you on like like a bit of the faith journey, kind of in, <laughs> internally and kind of reconciling all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think it was like a series of small events then. Like it was just the little question that I would ask myself or something that I would observe that I would feel uncomfortable with. Mm. And then, you know, maybe have a discussion with somebody about it. And you know what I mean? Just, I was, I was starting to see a lot of things that I didn't think lined, you know, were in line with what we were supposed to be standing for as mm. Christians. I saw a lot of control, manipulation. Um, I saw a lot of like mean meanness. Do you know what I mean? Like they were, if people left the organisation, they were shunned. We were encouraged to um, like you know cut them off, judge them, and all that type of language would be used because we would choose righteousness over relationship. That's the kind of tagline that they would add to that kind of behavior like so if you had a friend and then you know she had sex with somebody and she wasn't married to them and she got kicked out of the church for discipline then we should not speak to her for that duration of time whereas to me I was like um isn't that the time that they need somebody there the most <laughs> like I just didn't understand like how is that helping anybody like <laughs> You, you know, you're in a situation now in life where, you know, you've made a decision, the organisation you're a part of frowns upon that, you've been judged, cast out, and then all the people that you've been journeying with and calling friend or brother and sister now cut you off for that time as well. Like, how is that love or grace or anything kind? I just used to be like, it doesn't make sense. But like, we're here we are talking about where, you know, love and grace and you know we're brothers and sisters and we're a family and, but like when people are at their lowest we judge them mm. we shun them we ghost them we give them the silent treatment i mean like that's just mean straight up mean and wicked and damaging mm -hmm. and i didn't couldn't couldn't get with that so there was like it was there was instances like that where people that i was connected to were in situations where, for whatever reasons, they were leaving the church or been asked to leave or kicked out. And then I was being pressured to, I would be asked questions like, oh, have you been in touch with so-and-so? And, you know, it's like you had to give an account about absolutely everything. Like, mm -hmm. it was very invasive, like, the, you know, you were encouraged to kind of, like, involve your pastor in decision-making about even small things in your life. Like, you know, teaching you this kind of codependence on mm. them um where you, you're you're like you're not able to think for yourself so it was all these type of things where i started thinking nah mate like this saying this is not right and i need to not do this stuff do you know what i mean so i started to observe it and obviously stay silent kind of like withdrew a little you know and um that was the kind of it was it was like lots of events like that that kind of led me to 
where I was like, I actually don't think I can be a part of this because mm -hmm. this is just not my truth anymore. Like mm -hmm. I do not hold these values. These are not mine. I have adopted other people's values and tried to make them my own. But really, it, it just wasn't, you know, when you're just not aligned as a person, you just don't feel right. I was out of sorts, like, yeah, I, I, I know this is true, but not sure about that. And then, so it was a lot of truth mixed with lies and a lot of things that just weren't adding up and weren't coming together and weren't flowing. It was a disconnect. Mm. Um, and I think then, it, it, you know, we were actually given like point blank ultimatums about a, a particular person who was very, very close to us mm. at that time. And I was very clear that I cannot do what you're asking me to do. I will not judge them. I don't feel like I'm in a position to be judging anybody. Mm. I will not cut them off because I don't believe that's the right thing to do. Mm. And I will not join you guys in the campaign of defamation that you're doing to this person's character like I'm just not involved and so us making that stand and I say us which was me and my husband at the time um meant that we were then now put in the same camp as the person so we were now on the rebel list and everybody started to shun us and kind of treat us differently and give different meanings to everything that we did <laughs> or didn't do um and yeah and so we just made the decision that we were going to resign um as pastors because we were pastoring a church in the west midlands at the time um and we decided that we were going to resign that because we could, could no longer be a part of this organization and we were gonna just leave and just go to uh, another church and just have some time to rest and recoup. Mm -hmm. um, and that was kind of like how I, we made our exit out of that. So I made, uh, I'm saying it like, it was just a very simple, straightforward situation, but it really, really wasn't. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that came with a lot of pain, walking away from everything that we had known from like age 16 type of thing. And or like, cause like I said, like we'd built our whole life, our life, everything was in that system. So us making the decision to walk away, it wasn't us just leaving the church. It was us leaving our life, mm. like our friends, our, all of our reference points, everything that we've done from teenager right up into our early thirties was all there. Mm. And yeah, when we were forsaken <laughs> by the group and defamed and yeah, it was really, really hard to have people that you thought, some of the people that you thought, you know, your relationship was deeper with than the organisation, that they were your true friends, have them reject you and have them join, you know, the, the people who were committed to defaming you and making up stories about you and, you know, basically rubbishing what you're about, even though there was many, many amazing things that we did while we were there. It was really, really hard to do that. And it, it was devastating, actually. Um, I think up until that point, I had thought that heartbreak and things like, you know, phrases like that were just that. I thought they were just figures of speech. I didn't really realise like it was like a real physical thing that you could actually feel. 
but I got to know during that time that it was and I, I just remember feeling like someone was kneeling in my chest like it just felt like I had a knee in my chest permanently for like quite a long period of time it was horrible but like I had never experienced anything quite so violating at that stage in my life and I was just shipwrecked I just felt lost I didn't know what to do with myself and um <laughs> Yeah, there were times when I didn't know if I'd make it through that time and whether we would survive it because it was it was a lot. But we did. We did. We got there. Do you know what I mean? It was not easy. And I give thanks for all of the people that kind of walked alongside us and supported us during that time because it was truly tough, tough days. Yeah. But um, that was the beginning. And uh, that was kind of like how we ended up exiting that particular organisation. Mm-hmm. Um yeah we left there and went to another church and then we left that <laughs> church and went to another church <laughs> before um i realized that really i didn't want to be a part of that anymore yeah. but like it took me a while because yeah again it was something i was just accustomed to yeah. and couldn't really see my life without it wow wow yeah. so much i mean i i got a i got a little bit emotional as you were kind of um yeah talking there it's uh it's it's a it's a lot even though i've i've heard you talk about your story off record before you yeah you told it differently (laughs) yeah so um what i want sorry i'm just uh gathering myself a little bit but um (laughs) it just is but you know it's the the tears are not um it's not really sadness because what i'm 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 hearing or i'm feeling the vulnerability and the honesty and um and it's i think it's a it's powerful when we tell our stories and we we tell them just we tell them raw we tell them and we really we don't like uh sugarcoat them and i think that that's that's just what's coming through is just that that sort of naked um, an unashamed vulnerability that I think is just a, a powerful human emotion, um, uh, you know. But but there's so much in your story that I'm as I'm just thinking through it, you know. Even the way that you started out talking about how there are these distinct roles for men and women, like someone hearing what you just described, um, even the way you told it, there was almost like this sense where, like, let me just state this: you basically were involved in church planting pastoral work right Mm -hmm. missionary work you Mm -hmm. were charting as you said pioneering work in parts of the world where there are loads of christians who think they're big and bad and think that they you know they know they'll be go they go to the ends you know they'll sing some song mm-hmm. oh, I'll, I'll walk through the desert for you jesus or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean you were about that life you yeah, took your family <laughs> you know out there in in the sticks in the places of the world where many of us wouldn't i mean would be just too afraid to go and you yeah, were there you know actually. what you know what sometimes when i think back i think who do i think who did i think i was like literally like i had no fear like in terms of like i was so i was so devoted to what i was doing like i meant it like when i said i would go to the nation like i Mm. meant it like i weren't just saying it 
And so like when like when we were leaving to Ghana for Ghana, you know, and I, like I said, my daughters were three and my youngest daughter was literally six months old. I just literally had her. Um, like in retrospect, I'm like, I don't know if that was the wisest time to like go and move to a country you've never lived in before and just kind of like be on your own, like, you know, with two young children as well. Like it was a lot. Trust me when I tell you, it was a lot. Um, but I did it. I was like, yeah. I can't believe I did that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think yeah. there's something about being young and naive, I guess, or mm. that kind of gave me the confidence to do that. I think if I was older and wise, I probably would not have done that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but so, like, I'm kind of glad that I did because yeah. I'm re- I don't regret that at all. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad that that was a part of my my journey. I, the thing is because. I know you, you know, better than most of the people in my audience who have never come across you will. But I think one of the things that I'm sure you can relate to is like when you tell, when people hear that you are, you know, no longer a Christian or not, no longer um, in the church or, or whatever, you know, there is sometimes there is this kind of backhand assumption that, oh, you weren't really, really in it before, you know, what I mean? <laughs> you weren't really saved. You know I was really all eggs in one basket in it mate <laughs> you know what i'm saying but like and it and also what's powerful i think in your in your situation as well is that i don't think it was simply a matter of oh you were just kind of some brainwashed naive blind no. person no you had a passion you believed the gospel you believed no. the mission of the organization that you were a part of that, that you know and and even going back to what you were saying about how many young people were just like fired up let's be real like in terms of like black uh, caribbean uh church spaces that is unheard of typically like exactly. you don't find like young you know most of the people in church are, are the older generation young people just want to yeah do their thing on the street do whatever you were like a young person 16 17 18 and you were planted and you know in church and trying to serve god in the way that you you know were, were you know were taught was the way and 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 as you said and and based on your convictions and the passion and the sense of of calling on on your life you 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 were you know i mean you made those sacrifices so and then but what's interesting as well is that again even though you had that experience and people might say, oh, well, yes, well, obviously she was in a cult or whatever, whatever word that we can use to dismiss the um, easily package all those negative experiences as well, well, duh, you know, sort of thing. But actually, you know, coming out of that and then being a part of other um, expressions of of church that yeah may may have appeared all the women were you know wearing whatever they wanted jeans and whatever and so you might think okay well the, there is no way that the, the experience here is going to be in any way similar to what i've had because that was obviously a cult and i'm now i'm now in the real deal i'm now um i'm now you know found the real manifestation of, of christianity that is you know culturally um you're going to respect all of who i am etc and then finding that it, it was just different degrees of of you know of similarity to to you know i'm not saying and again we, neither of us are saying that every single church is terrible and every single church is as you said there are mixed experiences there's there's good and bad but for your story 
no one can claim after hearing this that you just you know either weren't legitimate or you made some flippant decision to just leave the church or leave christianity after one bad church experience nah. i'm saying it's like i think these, <laughs> these stories uh, are so important to um to chronicle and to establish the the real um legitimate journeys of faith uh the real religious journeys uh, where people come to a place where they well they, whatever they want to call it where they deconstruct their their belief systems or decolonize and end up in a space where they no longer uh, identify or accept an entire organization or, or, or religious uh, belief system anymore and and just say look do you know what I mean rather than choosing to believe some bs narrative that makes you feel justified to dismiss the whole thing as or oh, that's just the devil working trying to confuse mm. people or they weren't really ever saved there were wolves wolf in, in sheep's clothing and they'll try to use scripture to justify these these reductionistic narratives and it's like nah 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 that, that's not helpful no. listen to the stories be quiet yeah. and hear and acknowledge the pain I mean, you know, and acknowledge and, and hey, there's something that even church folks, pastors, I hope that people listen to a message or listen to a podcast episode like this, honor the story, honor the pain and think about ways that they can, um, yeah. you know, look at their practices, look in, and, and honestly, do we have cultic practice? Do we shame people who leave? Do we, um, are we extremely controlling? Do we use all cultural assumptions yeah. or moral presumptions? Do we confuse to, our own? ideas of yes. righteousness with godliness yeah. Yeah. like what you know what i mean and like who mm -hmm. gets to decide what that is anyway exactly like, yeah. there's so many things like i, I think like I, of, you're absolutely right joel yoel like in saying what you're saying because mm. i've had lots of people try to diminish or to like minimize my experience down to oh she's just she's just upset oh it's just a result she's just had church hurt and it's like well it's really not that simplistic mm. um i've gotten to experience church as a child i've gotten mm. to experience church as a young person as a teenager i got to experience church as a young adult mm. as a single woman as a wife as a mother i got to experience it as a congregant i got to experience it as a pastor's wife i got to experience it as a missionary's wife i got to experience it being on staff in a big church i got to experience it being a pastor's pa i got to experience it being in the worship team i got to experience it being on leadership teams bible study leaders outreach worker like i got to experience church from a lot of different ways mm. and I, I i was able to see things experience things observe things that a lot of people probably just wouldn't yeah so for me, it's like I haven't come to a conclusion about it based upon one thing or... No, not at all. Like, it's been <laughs> a long journey and I've got... I've had a lot of experience of churches and different churches mm. um, from different points of view. And I still conclude that it's not an environment that I feel connected to anymore and that it's not something that I would want to be a part of or spend my time and because I can see how damaging those environments are yeah do you get what I mean and how insincere yeah. a lot of those environments are mm. like it is not what it says on the tin mm. you know mm. and you know I'm not here to um 
try and rubbish everybody's church or anything. I don't have no need to do that. Like if it's serving you and it's something that you feel connected to and mm. it's it's in line with your values and your, you know, I would never discourage you from being a part of that. Yeah. But I guess I'm speaking to the people who feel like they haven't got a choice about it. Like, mm. you know, when, you know, for me, it was like, it's just what I did from, I was in my mother's womb until recent years. You know what I mean? And yeah. you, that was where you're supposed to be. You know what I mean? On a Sunday morning. That's what, you, that's where you belong. That's what you do. That's what your gifts are for. That's what everything boils down to. It's what you're able to do for God. Like, unless it's for God, mm. it's all in vain. And like, so the understanding is, is that that means that everything then needs to be connected to the church yeah. in some way. Wow. Um, you know, because I remember when I was, again, when I was nearly like, well, I was going to church a lot less at this stage. What mm -hmm. I was doing, I was involved with another organisation where we would go into prisons and do um, prison ministry on Sunday morning. So we would mm -hmm. go in and lead worship and maybe um, share a short sermon or inspirational message or something of that nature with the inmates um, and the service users at particular prisons. And we would do that. Um, and so I was more involved in that. I started to do things that were outside the walls of the church, even though it was still very much bringing church to wherever we were going. But like I started getting involved with more things like that because I just didn't feel connected to being just being in church and just sitting there and listening to sermons and, and going through the usual thing i wanted to be involved outside of it mm. um yeah but then it was like it was like that's what i'm saying for me i felt like it was a very slow journey it, was, it wasn't anything that i did knee jerky at all um it was just me like feeling less and less connected to something and realizing that a lot of this is not my truth. This is just what I was programmed to believe and accept from a very, very early age. And I never really ever questioned it as whether it was my truth or not. I just accepted it as the truth. Mm. Um, and then kind of then went on a journey of like, is it though? <laughs> is this actually my truth though? Cause I'm not sure it is, you know? Yeah. And, and it was this, me starting to like I said critically think and ask myself questions and mm. weigh up what's being said versus what I'm seeing and what I'm experiencing mm. to work out whether something was true for me or not yeah so what naturally um, comes to mind now is could you describe what spirituality means to you now your truth who how you how you are oriented to um, the divine, maybe just a little, just shed a little bit of light as to where you kind of yeah. currently find yourself in that unfolding Now that's journey. a really interesting question because mm -hmm. I don't feel as though I fit into any box. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even necessarily like to say I'm spiritual. Like I don't even necessarily like to say I, I am just me. Mm -hmm. I literally just feel like I am else. And I am on a journey to discovering who I am mm -hmm. and remembering who I am. Yeah. Um, um, 
day by day by day as I allow myself to flow and to um, connect with anything that resonates with me. So like I, I, I don't follow any one particular practice or anything like that. I'm not, mm-hmm. like I said, I just don't, I don't feel as though I've exchanged one thing for another. Mm-hmm. What I would say is that I'm just very much more connected to myself mm-hmm. and to nature. Um, yeah, that's good. So one of the things that I do now a lot is I go on nature walks and I like to be outside listening to birdsong, being, you know, grounding myself, putting my feet on the grass and mm-hmm. just being in nature and just observing and appreciating and being. Um, mm-hmm. So I love that. I... I do meditate. I take time to be still and go within um, and really allow that stillness and allow myself to connect um, within. I, I no longer hold the idea of God as something that's outside of me or disconnected from me, mm. but that I'm very much connected to. Mm. Um, and I'm a part of, um, I am very much, um, um, aware, if that's the word, or, um, conscious Mm. about energy Mm. and vibration and frequency. And so I'm on purpose about what I choose to offer in the world like I'm paying more mm. attention I understand that I am offering something mm. um, and because I only want to contribute good things that mm. makes me more conscious about what I'm saying you know how mm. I'm responding like I'm just more aware of like myself mm. and who I am and what I'm showing up as in the world and the impact that I'm having how people feel them when they're around me or do you know I mean, I'm more conscious and aware of those things. And so that makes me um, more connected and more present, mm. um, um, which I love. Um, I no longer have a scapegoat. I don't feel like I have a scapegoat of blaming anything or any entity on my good choices or bad choices. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I recognize that I am responsible for the decisions and choices that I make and that. Mm-hmm. I am learning to love both the light and the dark and the understand mm. that the duality that is, you know, like, it's all good. Like, it may not seem like it is, but it serves me because it's balanced and it's real and it's true. Yeah. Um, um, I can love myself in my flawed state just as much as I love myself and I'm not. Whereas I would beat myself up about that before or... You know, I see my perspective and my perception on things are different. Like, it, mm. a lot of them, it may seem the same, but I just see the same thing in a different way. Yeah. So, um, I feel more connected to the mind, spirit, mm. universe, God, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, way, way more now than I ever did during the years that I thought I was the most connected. Mm. Um and it's really, really freeing. It's beautiful. I, I feel the freedom that I once used to sing of, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm actually experiencing now. Wow. 
um gosh yeah i feel very loved like yeah. i know that god is for me you know mm. um, i'm no longer <laughs> functioning from a fear based kind of idea of god yeah where you know and i'm i'm kind of flowing in a unconditionally loved supported mm. guided protected energy mm-hmm. um it's it's very freeing to experience it in that way and to know that i am a part of that wow ooh um <laughs> that's what the question <laughs> i mean it, it it more than answered it, it's <laughs> this this conversation is just kind of as we say um it's kind of London slang. This conversation is lashing me completely. Um, I'm just, I feel like I'm just in a shower of light and truth. Um, and just, just hearing you speak. I don't, I feel like I've heard you share so, so much of your story before, but it's never been like this. I, I, I feel like this whole conversation is just, immersed in the spirit i'm just having lots of different emotions but it's good and it's um beautiful um i what i really wanted to be able to do is to um for you to just kind of share a little bit about where people can find you on 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 social media and some of like your interests your 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 projects that you might be um working on of course i'm aware that you've got a podcast and things so just love for you to just yeah just kind of share mm. some of um some of what people can look and where people can find you and, and follow uh, and just get more wisdom and just more grace from you oh thank you um so i as joel's mentioned you was mentioned i have a podcast i started back in february of this year 2021 mm. and it's called live a better story so it's on most platforms, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, um, several others. But I think if you're on Spotify, you're, it's a safe bet. Um, and yeah, I usually do um, put out new episodes every Tuesday at 6pm. Um, so there's a whole um, series. One, I did a whole um, uh, 13 episodes, which made up my series one season one and then i'm started season two and there's about six episodes there um available for you to listen to currently so i'd love for you to have a listen you can follow me on instagram at live a better story underscore um and again you can see um some of the affirmations that i share on the podcast on that page a few videos that i've done lives and things like that um some quotes and like positive affirming quotes and things like that so it's lovely to have some engagement from you there and um yeah also as well as doing my podcast i'm also doing some workshops i have a program called changing the narrative um and that is being rolled out at the moment um there's also another one in the pipeline that i'm going to be doing on affirmations and mirror work and that should be coming to you soon so we'll have some dates again if you follow me on instagram then the dates for those will start showing up soon as we've got them confirmed and so yeah i've been 
delivering some training and some workshops around those things that I really think um, equip us and enable us to, you know, make you know better choices to think differently because I believe very very firmly that you know a way a man thinks so he is and so it's important for us to be mindful about what we're thinking um, because it shows up in our lives and so that's a lot of what my podcast and any of the um, workshops that I deliver are mainly based on because I do really I really, really know. Well, I, I believe, it's more than belief. Like I know from my own experience and other people's life experiences that when we change the way we think and the way that we see things, like it really does change our lives. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's where the inspiration basically comes from. Um, and it's just the truth of things that I've experienced that I kind of just put into those conversations and workshops. So yeah, if it sounds like it's something that you would benefit far more that you would be interested in please um get involved and it'd be great to connect with you uh, absolutely thanks for sharing that and for for those because of, of course there's going to be a, a bit of an international audience so m- most of the in you know in-person stuff will be happening in the uk in birmingham but mm-hmm. of course if you follow the socials um, you'll, you'll be able to keep up to date and what I will promise on this episode is that whenever there is um, you know an opportunity um, when the next sort of event is I do want to to do um, you know to provide like um, you know giveaways and things like that so I will give away at oh. some point a ticket to one of your events just to support what you do because I believe in you I believe in the gift that you oh, have thank you so much you're, you're very welcome so so we'll 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 talk about that in in the background uh in the lead up to the next to the next thing that you do um wow it's been incredible what i would love to um to say as we bring this particular episode to a close and and i have to just ask on record would you be willing to come back again because <laughs> i think we could have more conversations it would be an absolute honor to be able to come back i'm so grateful for, to have been able to share this time with you today oh yes so thank you I've, we've got it on record see some audience because <laughs> i'm 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 very sure this is going to be one of the favorite episodes of the podcast for a long time because i'm just <laughs> but um i would love to to share um so for those who who won't know so um Els and i've written some songs together and i just wanted to read the lyrics for one of them if, if, if else is that okay just because yeah, I feel it's, it's yeah, a wonderful summary of of um of your story and your journey uh and so this song is called in retrospect and i'm just going to read the lyrics of the of the verse uh, into the chorus and it goes like this in the dark i look ahead trying to find my way again all the voices in my head telling me what worked for them. I made the choices I thought best. I weighed the costs and benefits, the consequences and regrets. They tried to steal my confidence. In the light of looking back, I can see the many options that I had. I'm not sure now that I know would have changed the path I chose in retrospect. In retrospect. Um, 
you know and, and at some point we're going to record that and we'll share that with both of our audiences podcasts um mm-hmm. but i just felt that would have been beautiful do you mind closing out with just a few affirmations only because that's not the way that i plan to do um necessarily <laughs> every episode but your af- affirmations folks if you listen back to her podcast she does them or she has her guests do them at the end they're really powerful ways to close um and to really kind of summarize the kind of essence of um the goodness in that in that conversation and, and what we can take away to seal in our spirits a sense of of direction um a sense of um even just sometimes just affirming something inside that can he- begin to heal some kind of insecurity or inadequacy or fear and just seal it with a loving um you know a statement or a few statements do you mind just doing that for, for yeah, both my, benefit? my pleasure my pleasure oh give thanks so mm. i'll start by saying today i am devoted to remembering that all times in all situations spirit is in charge mm. yes and i am grateful and thankful for all of the lessons that my life's journey has taught me because without them I wouldn't be who I am today and I am free to be me in all my glory yes Ashe wow Ashe that is I, I don't even I haven't even had breakfast this morning <laughs> just like I don't need it I'm gonna go for a nature walk I'm gonna go find my peace um, and to maintain the peace that has been deposited in my spirit um, with this conversation thank you thank you you are glorious you are wonderful you are a gift to the world give thanks as are you 